Hello and welcome to the TNS Wrestling Show. My name is Sam Watts and I am joined by my ultimate co-host, who is the new generation specialist, 1993 to 1997, maybe, maybe a bit of Attitude Era too. It's Terry Bloody Johnson. <laughs> I'm working on this every week, you know. It's, you're up and you're good. I'm definitely trying. <laughs> it's the specialist I'm trying to say with speed and I keep saying specialist. Just call me the apex predator of the new generation. Oh, mate, that is good. <laughs> Shout out to Randy Orton on that. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing with his back. Yeah, I think good, good. So, do you think we're going to see him? Rumble. Rumble. It, it, it'll come back at Rumble and Riddle will eliminate him. Oh, that'll be a kick in the balls. Yeah. Mm. Guaranteed. Um, so, the apex predator of the new gen. Is that one? Is yeah. that one calling you? Yeah, that'll do. So, what the fuck can I do for the attitude era? <laughs> attitude era. Um, who do we have? Balvinus. You like him? <laughs> <laughs> Only when his choppy choppy pee pee happens. <laughs> Sam the man, choppy choppy pee pee Watts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, it might work. Um. What could we use? Because you're using Randy Orton as an example. What could I use? Maybe as Shawn Michaels example or Bret Hart example. Um, I think I need to have a think about that. Yeah, we got a week. We got a week. Yeah, we could sort that in a week. We got that. But um, but this week, how's your week been? Cold. <laughs> it's been freaking cold, hasn't <laughs> Bloody it? Bloody freezing. Oh man, it I is. Feel like... Like the, I feel like the rattlesnake, stone cold. <laughs> right. a bit like Bam Bam Bigelow the beast from the east it's like just invaded me oh it's um, it's freaking cold here in England isn't it yeah we're I not just walking to the shops the other night and I felt just like the honky tonk man with a shake rat on roll it's <laughs> just, just, just going to the shop to get a monster not, oh, not any prime no I didn't do it in my shop oh damn it nah I do need some prime though I tried some prime last week didn't I yeah, <laughs> no, that was funny. Yeah, that was um your first review. You sniffed it. <laughs> it smells like shower gel. That's right, it did. I know the shower gel you mean as well. It was the um the blue one, the blueberry. Yeah. You know the Powerade drink. Yeah. It, the the both because I had the red one, the tropical one. Yeah. And the blueberry blue, one. Yeah. And they both tasted very much like the Powerade, but without that, I don't know. I was let's say sharp taste. Yeah, it was. They're quite refreshing. Yeah, did you like it though? Yeah, it was good. I definitely want to try the other ones though. Yeah, as and when they become available in this area. Yeah, that'd be good. I like gold dust. I want the lemon and lime, the green one. Oh yeah, I'd love citrus stuff. Mm. Um, I'll tell you something about my week. It's actually happened today. This is what the story I've wanted to tell you. No, oh, okay. So today we started at um uh, another job, at another client's house, and we're doing a loft conversion. Yeah. And um, so I'm having to, you know, go in, in and out of the house just to try and get up to the loft and whatnot. And I'm walking through the living room and on the floor, I see some wrestling action figures. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> these clients are going to be freaking good. But they were WWE action figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in an AEW toy ring. Oh. I was like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Hey. It's all good. So I get to know the clients because they, they come back from wherever they're they take at. It, they 
It was for their kids, not the yeah. actual clients. Well, yeah, it's for the kids, but the clients yeah. are wrestling fans. Oh, okay. So they I can't be that good of a wrestling fans. There's an honest mistake. Their parents, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> but I, um, I, I have to say, I had some pretty good conversations with the uh, with the clients today, and I yeah. said I had to obviously plug in our podcast. Tell tell them how long I've been a wrestling fan. Tell them about you. It's, how long have they been wrestling fans for? So, I, I don't actually know. But um, they obviously know who um, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart oh, okay. are, of course. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, that made my day a little bit better. The combination of the cold and wearing all my freaking thermals to the point I had to take them all off, so I sweat my nuts off in this weather. Mm. Um, it um, it definitely helped. If you want to know a true wrestling fan, the question you always got to ask them is, who do you prefer? Not like Hogan or Warrior or nothing. You gotta go. Do you prefer DOA or Los Barricas? If they <laughs> if they say they don't know what you're on about, then they ain't a true wrestling fan. No, I know they, what you're they saying. should know this. <laughs> oh crikey! It's um, it's. <laughs> see, when you said you went into the loft, I thought you were going to see Sting in there. No. Oh what? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I thought maybe you just sat up there. There was no wrestling with his son. There was no wrestling member. Oh, what Derby? Yeah, his stepson. There was no wrestling memorabilia in that loft at all. Nothing but loft insulation. For <laughs> uh, funny enough, you know Sting hasn't been seen on TV. Like he's there and he he's been off TV and that. Yeah, yeah. You know why? No. He fell off a skateboard. What? Darby Allen's trying to teach him how to skateboard. He fell off. That's like trying to teach my dad how to freaking <laughs> skateboard, and the outcome's going to be pretty damn bad. Poor Sting. What do you do? Break his hip? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Broke his hip with two black eyes. Oh yeah, fucking hell. Oh fuck's sake. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's change this topic pretty damn quick. The topic for this week. Yeah. We're about a week late to this. A week late. We were going to re- record this last week, but um, you know, certain events happened in our lives, and they they take priority first. Yeah. So, and here we are, and uh, this is a episode that me and you have been. Very much looking forward to. Yeah, we've been wanting to do this episode before we even started doing the podcast. Yep. But we just, other dates and times, we just had to wait. I think now's the right time. Yeah. We've done a little bit of research, I'd like to say. It's, um, I think me doing research on this topic is, it's made me a, a more bigger fan of the two. Yeah. Because you get to learn more about the real person. Yeah. And it, it's funny because with, um, we watched some of the matches mm-hmm. from the golden era yeah over the weeks and they've been pretty decent they are decent they are decent matches yeah and you can see as well because when you think of the golden era you think of Hulk Hogan uh, Macho Man Ultimate Warrior the list goes on and on it's, it's like these big guys yeah you know thumping each other around in the ring yeah as opposed to when you're watching Bret the Hitman Hart and the heartbreaker Shawn Michaels completely different totally different isn't it you can see the new generation right there yeah when I think of, when you say new generation your favourite era of all time yeah it's them two yeah it is and it, and it's, this is this is it this week we're going to be talking about the ultimate rivalry between, between our two favourites of all time the argument is for a new generation fan is who was the face Brett or Shawn mm-hmm. yeah and yeah it's very much like it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit like the Attitude Era, like Rock and Austin. Um, obviously, Hogan was Golden Era, without a doubt. But 
Brett and Sean is like, to me, Bret Hart was the face of the new gen. So he had a good few years run. When Mike was just had that like brief, but yeah. Well, so you could argue the case. I I I do agree. I do agree. You can you can argue it till flip of a coin, really. You just you just don't know, do you? No. And I bet I guarantee you, if you had a hundred people in a room, you'd always have fifty-fifty. Yeah. You just would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You really would. No, you would. It, it's. That's my opinion. In yeah, any way. yeah, no, I agree. But um, anyway, so Bret Hart he comes into the WWF about 1984. Yeah. As part of the Hart Foundation with Jim the Anvil Night Hart. Yeah. And he's working his way through the tag division, um, and then Sean turns up around it 1988 with Marty Jannetty again going through the tag team division, and they're um. I don't know how you thought about uh, them as tag teams at this point. Have you seen much of their stuff? Um, yeah, I've seen quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the Hart Foundation, um, they're in a really good feud with the British Bulldogs. Yeah. Which is still a famous tag team feud in WWE as of now. Like, mm. So they definitely made a mark around that era. Yeah. Rockers, I think, they didn't really make a mark. I agree. But, I do agree. But yeah. I feel like they were the start in WWE for a, a flashier tag team, mm-hmm. which then you know years to come you had like the Hardys and all that. But it had to start from somewhere in WWE. I felt like the Rockers were. They would have done better if they were ten years after, if they were like a nineties, late nineties. I think they would have done amazing, but. I don't know, it's a weird time, wasn't it? It is a really weird time. And I think at the time when they were brought into the WWF and how they were utilised with their Rockers character, it kind of worked because you you got to think of what they were doing outside of the ring. Yeah. Their lifestyle outside of the ring kind of portrayed what they're trying to do as such. Yeah. They're rocking it out, doing their, you know, going out partying. It's kind of it goes with the goes with the character they're trying yeah, to portray yeah. on TV a little bit, totally opposite to the Heart Foundation in every way. <laughs> um, but I do I do feel with the the Rockers, we didn't get quite enough. I felt yeah no definitely not. But then again, the everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I I've watched quite a lot of the uh, AWA stuff with Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels quite enjoyed some of that actually yeah I've never seen none of that yeah I've seen I've seen quite a few bits I've probably watched about maybe six hours worth of wrestling from this is like you know 85 onwards I think they were didn't they have like a real in-depth feud with Arn Anderson and um, I think that's who they won the, the bouts off of uh, I can't remember don't it's a long time ago yeah mm, but uh, I did I did really enjoy some of that stuff it was just were they the Rockers then, or were they like... Um, did they, have they were the name? Midnight Rockers, weren't Midnight they? Rockers, yeah. It was um, it was good stuff to watch. And you can see, again, watching them in a- AWA, you can see something new, it's something fresh. Just yeah. like it was when we were saying a few minutes ago, when you have Brett and Sean go in the golden era in the singles competition going into the new generation era yeah you can just see that there's something new going on here yeah definitely I loved all that I loved all that did you like the Heart Foundation blue attire 
Nope, I did not. It just didn't look right, did it? It was the wrong colour blue. Yeah. I think it should have been not, because it was a turquoisey blue, duck egg blue, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I like, I don't get wrong, I love the pink. The blue maybe should have been like a royal blue. Yeah. Break it up with a bit more white, because it was just black and blue. Then it was just black and pink, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I just, it just, nothing looks right apart from pink. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird to say that as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, but no, definitely not the blue. And again, like I've I've got a passion for. I'm very interested in how wrestlers portray their TV characters in the, when they're in the ring, and the ring attire is very important to me. You like your ring attire? I love my ring attires. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, no, I, I do as well to yeah. a degree. And um, and Sean and Brett, they did the best. Yeah. Throughout their whole career. Yeah, because Bret Hart, even though he had the pink and black, he did change it up a lot, mm. a lot. Especially what he wore in '97 when he had the skull on his on his um, yeah on his tights and stuff like that. And oh, I just loved all that. Talking of tires, my favorite Bret Hart ties when he's all all pink. Right, which okay. I think he did it. Um, Sounds like '94. Yeah, '94, '94, King yeah. of the Ring. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. That's my favorite. Is it? Yeah, the whole pink. Mine's ninety-seven through and through. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, but they never really had a bad attire. No, they didn't. Bret or Sean. The whole Hart Foundation, right? When you think of the Bret Hart, even Owen Hart loved Owen's attire. Yeah, throughout his whole career, apart from Blue Blazer. Um, yeah. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. <laughs> I when I think of Jim Anvil Neidhart, it just I, I do a chuckle. I I don't know why, because he's he's not a bad wrestler in the tag team not in the singles competition just my opinion um, but he's just got this big beer belly oh dear <laughs> sticking out Jim the Anvil was a single star yeah who? Jim the Anvil who? Like, oh okay who? <laughs> that's you... referencing to end of 97 isn't it? Ah, uh, no this is referencing to I can't remember the date so they brought him in and, in WWE in a new gen as a single star. They put a mask on him and his name was Who. Ah. Because Vince thought it was funny. Oh, what the fuck is he Who's going to win the match? Who is coming to the ring? Who's just left the ring? Who's going to get counted Vince out? Vince McMahon's commentary in the 90s used to irritate the you, fuck out I of me. I knew it was Jim the Amble because you could see his, his beard belly, his hairy chest. Yeah, yeah. You could just notice him. Was his beard poking through the, the mask at all? Oh, I can't remember. It, I think this was like 95, 96. But he was called Who. Oh, such a shame. Yeah. Poor Amble. They could have had him and Owen as a tag team then. They did at one point, didn't they? Yeah, 94. Yeah. And then, like, he went away for a year and come back as who? Who? Yeah, who? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, it's so bad. Oh. So, let's go into singles competition with Brett and Sean. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this this is our element with these two. Yeah. So, Brett wins the Intercontinental Championship from Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 1991. Yeah. I watched this match on Monday. Yeah. I thought to myself, I think I should watch this match. Hell of a freaking match. Best match on the... Well, best match of the card. Definitely. One of the best matches of SummerSlam history as well. Oh man, it was just brilliant. And again, this is all building into what is the new generation. Yeah. 
But the thing is, I think is just go, slightly going off topic. Mr. Perfect, 1996. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, he was he was on commentary, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was refereeing. I was like, "You're a freaking amazing wrestler. What are you doing?" I yeah, I don't understand that either. And I he had some sort of injury. Oh, did it? Yeah, because he was. So he come in as a commentator. Then he was kind of like joined up with like um, Bulldog and Owen and Jim Cornette lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then he screwed them over at King of the Ring. And then he become best friends with Mark Merrow. Then he screwed Mark Merrow over and joined Triple H. And then a week later Triple H like left him. I don't know what the hell happened in that year. Weird one. Yeah. Very weird. I think there was some, I think he had like a knee injury. A quite a bad knee injury and it took him out of wrestling for a couple of years oh, okay yeah I just think of Mr. Perfect in, the, in like the mid 90s he's in WCW yeah yeah he went over and you know he was pretty good in WCW I must say was he yeah no no he was alright he was good I mean he was Kohanig not Mr. Perfect but still betraying the same person yeah still some good matches yeah I, 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 I did like Mr. Perfect but anyway, so it, this was um, the Intercontinental Championship. It's the Workings Man, working, you know, Workhorse Championship. The workhorse, yeah. And uh, it was a major mid-card singles championship. Yeah. And uh, in the way you can see Brett defending that championship throughout the rest of 91 going into 92, there were some bloody good matches. Yeah. And this is where I think you can see Brett growing as a character. Yeah. He's turning into the hitman. The proper hitman is you can see his his mic work's getting better. Everything's coming together. Yeah, this is when his um that's the start of his singles run, like when he started getting good. Yeah. When he put a title on him he was just going for it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am um, well. I'm struggling to fucking see this, my eyes are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um well I don't want to forget about Sean around about this time. Around ninety one. Around ninety one. Because it was around ninety one where he goes, um this the barbershop incident. Oh, okay. Is that ninety one? I feel like I should have written this down on my notes. Oh, I'm not good with a golden era. No. I wanna say I wanna say ninety two. I want to say you're not far off 91 November I thought it was January we're not we're, we're honestly not looking this up we're just using our amazing brains and we're just reminiscing for a time machine and we're going back <laughs> we're not looking this up honestly no, <laughs> honestly we're not we're just um, we're just <clears throat> looking this up I mean we're not looking this up <clears throat> you were right it's 91 the end of end of 91 yeah yeah because the plan was for Sean to fight Marty Jannetty at that Royal Rumble of 92. Okay. But that didn't happen. He had to postpone the match for a whole year. <coughs> Which had no sense by then. No, no. But I'm so glad the barbershop incident happened to be able to yeah. get Sean on a singles singles level. Yeah, what way to go single? Oh, yeah, it's the best way to go. How did they ever break up Brett and Anvil? Did it just like... Mm, don't work. Like, um, was there like I don't know. That's so weird because 
Avril just went, didn't he? Yeah. Well, at least he told a story with Sean. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, when you think of the Rockers and the Heart Foundation, when he split up, the Rockers was done a lot better than the Hearts. Mm. So, yeah, 1-0 with a Sean on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely 1-0. Oh, of course, we've got the freaking World Cup going on right now, haven't we? Yeah. I have no idea who's winning. I think we are, aren't we? Are we? Yeah, I think so. Imagine that, England winning the World Cup. Tomorrow? No, Saturday. Quarterfinals for France. Is it? Yeah, we'll, we'll be coming home then. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get me wrong, it'd be great for England, but who knows? Well, I think they should get rid of them, all of them players. Keep Harry Kane, people like him, mm. and give him He's Sean, got a... Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Bret Hart, yeah. your favourite, um, Tiger Alassi, um, <laughs> right. Taika Mishinuku, Shifanaki. Yeah, put E in there. Perry Saturn. Yeah, Perry Saturn would be good. Yeah. Maybe Mick Bowley. He can yeah. rock in the goalpost. Yeah, yeah, he could. <laughs> One more guy. To Jerry. To Jerry, yeah. The green mist will just work. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. Yeah, and he can have like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can have... Uh, what's his name? Bastian Booger. He'd be good as well. Bastian Booger. Yeah, he'd yeah. be great. There's one more. This will be the last one, I promise. Okay, who, who you got? Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to be involved. You know, I think he'd be a great goalie. I think Yokozuna would be a better goalie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Put him in goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I wasn't expecting that. How do we get to this point? I don't know. Why the fuck are we talking about the world? <laughs> oh, Christ's sake, Sam, compose yourself, you stupid twat. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, right, we're talking about Sean Marcus and Bret Hart. Whew. Oh dear, oh dear. Right, we're not talking about football anymore, for fuck's sake. <sighs> So, in 1991, December 91, Sean breaks away from my journey. <laughs> and um, we're not far off. Um, Brett going for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if I remember rightly, Bret Hart lost the IC at the Royal Rumble from the Mountie. Something like that. I can't quite remember. And no. then he had a rematch... Um, I won the belt back at WrestleMania 8 off of Rally Piper. Have you seen that match? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah. Really good spot. Yeah, yeah. Good finish as well. Yeah. I think Stone Cold and Bret Hart nicked it at Survivor Series 96. Similar finish. Um, then Bret then is on his second IC run after Mania. Because, so. um, and then eventually, eventually, which I'm pleased, Bret defeated Ric Flair. Yeah, I think do we do we drop this in it with Ric Flair? Do we say it now? Yeah, I am not a Ric Flair fan. <laughs> no, I'm. I love what he's done for the business. I appreciate everything he's done for the business. I'm just not a big fan. I don't know why. No, I'm not. But when Brett 
because I've obviously watched this match and gone back because it was on Wrestling Challenge. Yeah, it wasn't even like, yeah, they didn't have Monday Night Raw at this point. No, but um, he defeated Ric Flair for the WWE Championship. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, because that was needed. It was needed. I just again, this was still like this. We're still in the golden era, but you got someone like Brett. He's the first kind of person in that kind of. I just I'm gonna keep using new gen, new generation kind of era, yeah, kind of thing going on here. Yeah, and he's the first person. Yeah, is it in my opinion? Yeah, because was this ninety two? So ninety two, you had. Yeah, they're like the title, the world title was vacant, mm. and then you had Ric Flair. Yeah. Then Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. Then Ric Flair, and then Bret Hart, and that's like a massive. That's like completely turning everything on its head and just restarting with with Bret. Yeah. It pretty much stayed that way, like. Yeah, yeah. Change of a, change of regards there. Definitely. Um. But we're still getting some pretty good. Um, we're still getting some good matches out of um, out of Sean as well. He's going. He's slowly working his way towards the IC Championship. Yeah. And Brett is still in the WWE Championship picture. Um. So when you talk about the rivalry between these two, there's no rivalry whatsoever. There is. Really, yeah. No, yeah. especially even outside the ring. You know, they were close. They were close friends. Yeah. yeah they spend each. They spend time with it with. I mean, Sean would spend spend time with Brett's own family, with his own children. Yeah, you know, and um, they'd, they'd they'd do stuff backstage, work together and stuff. Yeah. They were really good friends, you know. Yeah. Um, I think later on when we carry on talking about it, we c- you can probably start to see where things start to go sour. Yeah. But at this point, I think where Brett is in his life and where Sean is at in his life. Things are working together well. Yeah. You know. Um, but maybe this, the next thing, what I'm about to say, maybe the start of Sean's downfall in his personal life. So he failed a drug test um, and is suspended from WWE in 1994 and he's stripped of the Intercontinental Championship. So we're leading up to WrestleMania 10, the ladder match with Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um, and Sean's, Sean and Razor basically steal the show at WrestleMania 10 with that ladder match. <laughs> yeah. One of the best. Yeah. And they and people say that that's the first ladder match. Where it's not. No, no. Because no. the first ladder match was Brett versus Sean in 92, wasn't it? Yeah, 92 for the for Brett's IC Championship. There we go. So I'm assuming this is somewhere between Mania 8 and when Brett beat Flair. So it's in that gap. Yeah. That was the first WWE uh, ladder match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nowhere near as good as Sean and Razor, but it was trialed. It wasn't on the TV. It wasn't a pay per view. No, it was just on like a house show kind of thing. Wasn't yeah, it? just having to play around with it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't thrilled. I wasn't thrilled at all. No. But WrestleMania 10 with Sean and Razor. Yes, yeah, I was. That was very good. I am. Um, I just look at all the spots that Sean had done in that match, and especially the 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 splash off the top of the ladder. But then maybe Brett and Sean on their ladder match got told the same as what Razor and Sean did in a SummerSlam '95 match, and that's 
was they couldn't use the ladder as a weapon. Mm, yeah, possibly. WrestleMania 10, he just effed it off and just did it. Because it, around WrestleMania 10, was WWE still portraying themselves as TV? PG, were they PG? PG, yeah. They were still PG? Yeah. So they haven't quite got to the TV 14 rating yet. No. Okay. Because I knew we were creeping up to that, I think, aren't we? Yeah. I think it, I think it went 14 in about 97. Oh, of course it would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in WrestleMania 10, you get Brett versus uh, Owen. Brett and Owen, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's another match. It didn't... I would have liked it if it stole the show a little bit more. But the ladder match did it. Yeah. What did you think of that? Did, I mean, do you remember that match, Brett and Owen? Yeah, I watched it quite recent. Okay, yeah. Again. Okay, um, yeah. Brett and Owen's very good. I actually watched that match last weekend. Oh, right, okay. I watched it before, but I had to show the other half because she was like saying Brett was the best. and um, We were arguing about Brett and Sean. She thinks Sean's very overrated. Okay. But she thinks Brett Hart's like the man. I was like, okay. I said, but you can't say they're two names and not say Owen Hart's. I said, because to me, Owen Hart is in the same same name brand bracket as them two. I know, I know, obviously, you know, Owen is Brett's brother. Yeah. But I, I think, think Owen's just as good as what Brett is and 100%. just as good as what Sean is. Imagine if we those three, we didn't just have Brett and Sean, we had Owen as well. Yeah. Imagine that. Triple threat ladder match. No, they don't need a ladder. They them three they don't need props. Just they, give just give them the ring. That's all they need. Just let them have that. Yeah. Um if you had to chuck a fourth person into that same caliber, who would it be? Oh, uh, well, on talent wise, 100% Mr. Perfect. Good answer. I no like one that. else. No mm. one else. Bulldog if you weren't on the messy night night before. Yeah, yeah. But Mr. Perfect, Owen Hart, Brett, Sean, four greatest. Oh man, I, lo- I I'm really pleased you said that. Yeah, yeah. I always thought Mr. Perfect is the same as Bret Hart, but with different kind of hair. You know, like <laughs> you know, like Spider-Man Three, the red Spider-Man, the black Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. That's Brett and Perfect. Okay. That's how it is to me. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good way of yeah, describing yeah. that. I like that. Um, but um, Brett and Owen match. Yeah, still today's my favourite WrestleMania opening match. It's very, very good, isn't it? Shocking winner. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good. But then Sean Razor, like, kind of stole the show. But, yeah, it depends. If you like ladders, then yeah, they stole the show. If you like wrestling, Brett and Owen stole the show. Mm. But apart from WrestleMania 10, apart from them two matches, the whole card sucked. It wasn't great, was it? No. Um, I... I... As well, because Brett obviously wins the championship at the end of the night. Yeah. And I kind of feel like they had to chuck all those other wrestlers in there to try and make the the event more more of a celebration. Yeah. More uh, a bit more for Brett to be excited about. Yeah. But it still didn't quite have it, did it? No. No. But WrestleMania 10 is obviously famous for the ladder match. And then you go to the WrestleMania 12, 11 and I just don't even want to think about it. No, that's pretty bad for both of them, to mm. be fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but as well, you but know... the thing is, when when we're, we're going back to 94, 
Yeah. Brett stole the show at SummerSlam in a steel cage match with Owen. Yeah, he did, yeah. And, um, you know, like, when, when you think of 94, when I think of 94, I think of that ladder match and that steel cage match and that opener at Mania. So, to me, Bret Hart owned that year. That was Bret Hart's year, 94. Yeah, I yeah. can see why you say that. And 93. I so think... He won the King of the Ring, so... Yeah. Greatest King of the Ring of all time. Uh, so, Bret won King of the Ring 93. And 91. Sorry, 91. 91 was never televised. That's right, I remember. never televised. And Bret Hart is the only two-time King of the Ring winner. Correct. But 93 was the yeah. first time it had become a pay-per-view. Okay. Best King of the Ring ever. Honestly. Like, you keep telling me I need to watch King of the Ring 93. The other match, it's just Bret Hart's matches. Yeah, yeah. Just him and Razor Ramon. So I don't really need to watch any other matches apart from Brett. Just Brett's. Okay. But it's good enough to still be the best. Hey, I watch any Brett match. Brett Razor. Mm-hmm. Then semi-finals, him and Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Which is just as good as SummerSlam 91. Some people say it's better. And then the finals with Bam Bam. Right. And him and Bam Bam, like, they put on a match. Really? Such a good, yeah. It's Don't worry about Yokozuna Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Didn't want to watch that rubbish. But yeah, watch Bret Hart's three matches. Really good. Okay, I um, I, I do any any Bret Hart match, Owen Hart match, or Shawn Michaels match. I want to watch all of them. Yeah, you know, I really do. And don't get me wrong, there's loads out there I've not watched. But I think that's more exciting for me when I do eventually come round to him. You know. Yeah. Do if you're going to do any match of Bret Hart's, do him in Perfect King of the Ring '93. You won't be disappointed. It's, it is on my list of well I've got notes on my phone of stuff you've told me to watch <laughs> all these hidden gem matches hidden gems yeah there's a lot of hidden gems out there yeah there is a lot anyway so going through like the mid 90s the WWE they're struggling financially big time yeah WCW is kicking their ass yeah and um, I feel like you, we're, in the, we're, we're now in the middle of the new generation era People like The Undertaker, Sean, and Brett—they're carrying the company. Yeah, they're—they're they're literally carrying the company. And someone uh, and Brett and uh, well, all three of these guys—they—they they stayed. Yeah, and they—they—they they, they were the soldiers of the WWE. And at the they, time. when WCW Nitro started in '95, the face of the WWE—they put all their f money and time into Diesel. He was a world champion for a near, well, a year. Yeah. So they put the whole company on Diesel as your man running against WCW. And if Diesel just left him at WCW. Yeah, I know. What a waste of a, the whole of that time. Yeah, yeah. Should have just left it on Brett. <laughs> you could see straight away, though, because, I mean, like I've said before, I was watching WCW, you know, definitely in 96. And you can see how... Uh, Nitro was uh, let's say a lot more modern yeah compared to the WWE product yeah. the WWE product looked like they were using everything second hand <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah it didn't have the same effect um, it was definitely a lot more modernised and it was new it was like um, not a new company but a new show and you you know when something new starts everybody watches it oh yeah with other companies as well like 
yeah but after that novelty wears off you're kind of like uh, you go back to what you know yeah definitely I tuned in to WCW 95 and saw Kevin Sullivan's group okay and I thought what the heck is this I don't quite remember that it was like when he lived in like a cave or something <laughs> yeah the earthquake there is like the shark Britain's above oh I think I may have seen something yeah there, but I, I, I can't remember what they were called it was, it was bad I had to like yeah no nah, turn it off mm. I'd rather watch Bret Hart now and <laughs> watch that and this is the thing you know these guys in the well, they, they kept everything together but during this time where the fight where the WWE is financially struggling big time yeah a little thing is formed five certain individuals it's not the Hart Foundation from 97 it's the click oh the click the click yeah so that's formed in 95 so yeah Shawn Michaels Kevin Nash Scott Hall 123 Kid or Shawn Waltman X-Pac and Triple H um, yeah. and I think this is also where Brett is starting to become annoyed with the backstage antics of these five yeah. compared to what everyone else is trying to do in the locker room. Yeah, because you know, Brett, Brett was losing his friends. His friends were just leaving. Yeah. They were just going. And all Sean wanted to do at this point, he just wanted to work with his friends. Yeah. And because they were, let's say, quite controversial backstage they were getting their way a little bit more yeah and this is what starts to piss Brett off Brett off yeah and um, if I was in that if I, if I put myself in Brett's shoes in the mid 90s I would be in, I would feel exactly the same yeah you know yeah it, it's it's one of those isn't it it's Sean working with Diesel makes sense yeah Sean working with Razor um, makes sense. Triple H is another coming talent who's very talented, even as under Townsley. Then you had the one, two, three kid who, now going back, I realise how talented he was. So I get why Sean in some ways want to work with these guys because they're really good. But if you look at it from the other point of view, Brett, Brett was getting annoyed because Sean wanted to work with his mates. 94, when Brett was the world champion, he just wanted to work with his brother. So... Very good point. He wanted to do the ladder match with Owen. He, yeah. wanted, he did his still cage with Owen. He wanted the whole 94 to be about him and Owen mm. over the world title. At least Sean was going to try and help build up Hunter. And So it depends what way you want to look at it, you know? You can look at it both ways, couldn't you, really? Yeah. It's an, that's very interesting what you said, actually. It's, yeah, it's you, a good point. you don't ever hear that side of things. You always hear that one side with the click, but not the hearts. Yeah, yeah. But I think with Brett, when he's looking at those five and probably how they are, you know, they wouldn't say that they're the most placid for five people. That no, hang around. I think it's probably their attitude as well. They are five dudes with attitude, not yeah. not just a two. <laughs> no, that no. you know, I but I think the one man out of that five who tried to keep it together was Triple H. Triple H, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I reckon they used him as well. Because <laughs> he don't drink. <laughs> well, no, he was the one that used to look after them, really. Yeah, yeah, he did. And um, But 
with, with all what was do what they were doing september 95 sean is, is stripped or let's say vacates the intercontinental championship because of his incident at the nightclub <clears throat> he gets his ass kicked by some sailors <laughs> yeah so called or, was it sailors or marines marines 12 marines beat him up yeah yeah i heard different Apparently it was one Marine. Just one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could see the state of him. And Bulldog was sat in the car and Bulldog couldn't get his seatbelt off. Jesus. But, yeah, a bit of a sad event. However, from this though, 96 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Sean comes back. This is this, this is Sean's break. Yeah. He's on his way to WrestleMania 12. I'll keep in mind he had brain damage. Did he? Mm. So, he got done over by the 12 1 Marine. Right. Returned at Survivor Series. Next night, he fought Owen Hart. Owen Hart gave him an insiguri to the head. Yeah. Halfway, about five minutes later, Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels skinned the cat. Started dancing and collapsed in the middle of the ring. They got everyone out, put him on the stretcher. Then he was getting treated for brain damage. And he made his return at the Royal Rumble 96. Oh. There we go. So when he was off with brain damage... Um, well, sorry. When Shawn Michaels returned after the night of the Marines, it's when Bret Hart stole the show that night with Diesel for the World Title Survivor Series 95. But, yeah. So going into WrestleMania 12, we're w working our way to this. You know, throughout 95 anyway, um, you know, both of them are, tr are fighting their way to, to, you know, work their way to the top. And um, I think from what, I, from what I've read and, you know, taken some information in from YouTube and... Yeah. And whatnot... Um, the the decision was made to make Shawn Michaels the champion, but you can see and now where the relationship between the two is starting to break down. And they, uh, you know, Brett worked really hard to try and look after that belt, especially because he won a Survivor Series ninety five with yeah. Kevin o Kevin Nash. Yeah, freaking hell of a match. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I think this is where the the respect between the two is definitely falling apart falling to pieces yeah and um, I think Brett was expecting more respect from Sean yeah over um, over this build up going into Wrestlemania 12 yeah you know I mean this segment in the ring were quite a bit cheesy they were oh what the, like <clears throat> the video packages no or... they did like an interview with um, Rally Piper and Vince McMahon in the ring and that's just cringeworthy. I really respect you, Brett. I respect you, Sean. I like you, Brett. I like you, Sean. It's just like, oh, I don't know about this. This is typical mid-90s stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I thought you're trying to sell the main event of WrestleMania here. What are you doing? Yeah. Super kicking. But the, um, the build-up to this match was definitely the good guy versus the good guy. Yeah. But I think backstage it was a little bit more little bit more tense but then we get the we get the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12 yeah 
and I think both of them uh, sold that match really well. Yeah. Even because at the end of the match, you get Brett who he goes off like in a huff. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, crikey, they, they really were pissed off. Yeah, no. Turns out it was just a work. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. You know? It did work. And he, even Brett, Brett and Sean have both admitted what they were trying to direct to Earl at the end of the match. Sean said to Earl, make sure he gets out of the ring. I want him to celebrate without him in the ring. Yeah. But him communicating that and looking slightly tense when telling him, again, he's, he sold it perfectly. Brett goes in a half and he's gone. Tells a story. Sells it perfectly. I love it. When you're telling a story like that, it's just great, isn't it? Yeah. And um, that, 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 that Iron Man match, Brett got screwed. You think so? Yeah, he would have won that. Yeah, that match won. He he was, I would say, the, the more domineering. He had him in the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring. He had, Michaels couldn't get out of it. He mm. had him done. Time limit ran out, Brett let go. And then they restarted a match and... Sudden death. Yeah, and it's just like, Brett, Brett said, if they, if it was going to, the match ends once there's a winner, they should have kept going and he wouldn't have let go on the sharpshooter. Mm. Sean would have tapped eventually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Brett got screwed. <laughs> again <laughs> even before the again yeah what did you think of that but match, that was though? a great ending and mm. it's, I like the way <clears throat> I've literally just watched maybe three weeks ago it's time in your house 1296 and this is very this is so I'm, we'll go back I'm just skipping yeah, to yeah, that yeah yeah but this is now when they're really hated they hate each other's guts um, on camera Mm-hmm. They hate each other, and this is when they, Sean's calling himself a degenerate and all this. So you know it went back to then, but their Brett's argument is he should be the champion because he would never let go of that sharpshooter. So a WrestleMania twelve Iron Man match, that is the best way, best ending. Just so bloody long to watch that. It was a little bit hard work. They're both great, but I, I struggle for an hour, one match for an hour. It's just, wow. Even the crowd got tired of it. Yeah. And you can tell the guys are having to rest by just doing some submission halts for yeah five minutes or so. But it's definitely one of my favourite matches of all time. Yeah. Because it's my t- one of my two absolute favourites. Yeah. I don't think we were ever going to see them two get back in the ring together in that calibre ever again. Which we never did. I wouldn't mind seeing it at next year's Mania than have a rematch. I would have loved to have seen him in <laughs> WrestleMania 13. It may be... Well, it should have been. I know, yeah. Oh, it just would have been immense. Yeah. Because... Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it later on. But Brett's gone from... Uh, after this, he's gone off to do like a TV show for a couple of months. Yeah, so we'll do with Cowboys or something. I, don't, I have no idea. No. No idea. But, um... Uh, and that's when he filmed uh, You Start the Fire. Music video for that as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's where you see him and they with a cowboy out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we get all the way... All the through 96, we got Sean as a champion. Yeah. Um... He good. He's good. For what talent he had at the time. Yeah. I thought he had quite a solid run. And that's one of the reasons I'm glad I've gone back to watch it because I just wanted to see Sean's run. Yeah. 
see how well he did. Yeah, no, he did really well. So, excluding the Iron Man match, and just think of Sean's championship run from then until Survivor Series 96, where he loses it to Psycho Sid. Yeah. What's your favourite match? McFoley. Mind Games. Mine too. But I like... The thing that helps Sean is, after Mania, obviously he had a match with Diesel. But from May to September... He feuding with um, James E. Cornette um, group. And that's Owen, Bulldog, Vader. So we had yeah. all that like lined up. So, yeah. You know my opinions on the Sean and Bulldog matches. I just weren't ever keen on them. I don't know why. I just didn't like him. But yeah, Sean and Mankind was just... That, that was, yeah. One of my favourite matches of the year. One of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely one of mine. I tell you a match I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of, Sean and Owen. Sean and Owen, yeah. Never got a lot of it. No, I think we had. We had one pay per view match. One on one. Ever. Okay. I think the any ever had one pay per view match ever. Well, what was this in? In your house six, nineteen ninety six, Rage in the Cage. Okay. The winner went on to fight. For the world title, well, WWE Championship at WrestleMania 12. Uh, okay. And that is when Shawn Michaels was dancing on the... On top of the In Your House stage. As him and Owen. Is it? Yeah. I think that's the only singles match he ever had on a pay-per-view. Bloody hell. I know they definitely did stuff in 97. Yeah. A little bit it's more. more like... There's more tag team stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should have more. But going into... You're going into like... Uh, End of 96, where Sean loses the championship. Brett's got a little feud going on with Steve Austin. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. <laughs> They're still at it now. Yeah. And I'm in mm, March of 97. Brett Stenkel's still at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his problem is with Brett. You really mm. don't like him. No, but that feud between Brett and Steve Austin oh. went all the way through up to Canadian Stampede. Really, didn't it? Yeah. And then the feud gets passed over to Owen. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, we know what happens at SummerSlam 97 with Steve Austin and Owen. What a shame. Yeah. You know. But we still we still got a Hart versus Austin. Yeah. You know, it's still really good. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so go, going back to Sean and Brett of 97, the... Um, this is where the Attitude Era is slowly starting to become apparent on 1997 TV. Yeah. It's, it's, it's looming, but we're still in New Generation Era kind of bracket, aren't we? Yeah. But the, the Attitude Era is definitely floating through. Um, and the personal feelings between Brett and Sean backstage and on TV are now starting to become very apparent, especially around WrestleMania 13 time. Because mm. uh, Sean is... Uh, He's, actually, he's put back on the shelf just after his Royal Rumble 97 match with Psycho Sid. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got a bit of a problem. We've lost Sean. <laughs> yeah. And because um, of his knee injury. But the, the feud is still on TV. It's now even backstage. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Sean's personal life is becoming more of a... I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to say it's becoming more involved in, in his character, but 
his expressions of how he's feeling is being thrown towards, well, be- between Sean and Brett yeah. on TV with how they are on the microphone between each other. And a prime example is the sunny days thing. <laughs> you know, who freaking knows what happened between Sunny and Brett? If ever anything ever happened, she said nothing. I don't think she's ever said anything. She said, "I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sleep with Brett, but I slept with Bulldog." Really? Yeah. Shit, I never knew that. Yeah, she said. It's on YouTube. Oh, what on Sunny's interviews on mm-hmm. YouTube? Yeah, yeah, just put, just put Sunny. Who did you sleep with? It came up. Does it? She says Shawn Michaels, British Bulldog, some others, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. They like you really slept with Dolph Ziggler. She's like, yeah, I got a photo. Something like, okay. <laughs> but no, she's adamant. Her and Brett never, but she did with Bulldog. Oh bloody hell! And and yeah, I kind of believe her as well. Dirty bitch. Yeah. But could slept with me. <laughs> Back in '97, not not now. It, let's say you. you but in 97 right now yeah but the um, I think it's, it's obvious to some people that are, you know, those who are big wrestling fans Shawn Michaels and Sonny were were becoming an item yeah it's a permanent thing to the point I think she was about to move in and well they started their affair in October around September October 95 yeah I something like that wasn't it after he got beat up the Marines she stayed with his by his bed the whole night yeah it was going on for a little while in a way I look at them two together and I kind of feel like it's a shame it never happened yeah but you think of what how Sean lucky Sean lucky for Sean because he never would have changed his life he probably probably would be dead now yeah if he got with Sonny the drugs and the alcohol would have taken yeah it would have took him yeah very very sad um I feel bad for Sunny for where she's at now in her life. Yeah. You know, she's banged up in prison. Got a verdict yet or not? No, I don't think no. so. Um, yeah, but we, we, yeah. The Sunny Days thing is it's a very personal attack on not just Brett, but Brett's per- family, his wife and his children, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. They're going to watch this on TV and then putting them two in a situation. Yeah, that's and I think good. Brett's facial expression when that was said on the on the Titantron, you can see he's really pissed. You know, I think anyone would be though in that. Yeah, I mean, this is it. It's not like you can go home and just reassure your wife because you're on the road. You can only reassure her by a phone call. Yeah, just not good, is it? No. And also, as well, you know, it's getting to that point where they can't separate the the fact and the fiction together. Yeah, it's the whole thing's being incorporated on TV, and yet they're having this feud on TV, <clears throat> but we're not getting a match. No, he keeps dodging the matches. Um, so they're meant to fight WrestleMania thirteen. Mm-hmm. So Sean knew he was fighting Brett. His knee was good. Knew he was fighting Brett. His knee knee hurt. Lost his smile. And then to rub it in the Brett, after he gave up that bout, he went to the top rope and did a moonsault. And landed on his feet. Land on his freaking feet. And Brett's just like... You son of a bitch. Just because you didn't want to lose against me. Yeah, yeah. I lost against you. Yeah. And I think that was like... This is, this is where I... This is what I mean. This is like... 
this is it. This is where the, the friendship is disappearing very quickly. You imagine that, though. Yeah. You put me over last year, I'll put you over this year, but I hurt my knee, and now I go do a backflip off the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible, I can see it? why Brett was pissed. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can as well. I do get it. And then, like, so they're meant to fight at WrestleMania 13. I'm glad they didn't, though, in some ways. No, do you... I'm glad he didn't, because mm. we wouldn't have got Austin. No, it's very true. Wouldn't have got that Austin, so I'm glad he didn't. And then they were going to have a rematch, where they're going to have a match at King of the Ring '97. But I don't know what happened there either. It's a shame, isn't it? I didn't even think Brett was on the card in '97, unless he faked an injury. I don't know. But I don't know, there's so much going on behind the scenes with MT. This is the thing, yeah. And the other thing that's happening behind the scenes is something pretty fucking major. Vince McMahon decides that he cannot continue to honour Brett's contract due to the financial strain on the company. (coughs) And he's now in contact with World Championship Wrestling. Mm. This is the beginning of the end of the Hitman in WWE. Yeah. Such a fucking shame. Yeah, big shame. Um, but also during this time, uh, Brett actually injures his knee. <clears throat> Remember the wheelchair segment in the ring? Oh yeah, yeah. I know that's obviously one. It's a little bit of fiction chucked in there, yeah. but he does actually injure him. He's injured his knee. Yeah. Um, is that, that when? Is that where him and Sean was going to have his argument? No, no, they were arguing, and Brett was just dissing Sean. But it was okay because then Sean was going to switch in them at the chair, wheelchair. That's right. And then Brett went too long on the mic. Correct. Cut off the TV. No one saw that switch in. No. Till the following week. That's right. And I think then that pissed Sean off. Yeah, because I think it was just a bit he of miscommunication. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> you know, Sean is. There's, there's there's loads of comments being said. You know, fictional comments and, you know, comments that are you know separating the two the fact yeah. and the fiction and sean is taking these all personally um with uh he's it, it, just gone too far with that yeah he's paranoia yeah yeah you know too many drugs <laughs> i don't want to say too much but it's definitely got a it's definitely contributing in this behavior yeah no definitely you know don't get wrong everyone's different I, I respect that, but if you if you know they're on, they're they're, they're taking stuff like that. You I mean, just, Sean's even said it himself. He was. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. So, I tell you what, <clears throat> I've been meaning to do this. Yeah. You can do yours first. Okay. Go on, just 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 that's it. Oh, I don't do mine. Oh, I hear the hiss. Hiss. Couple of Steve Weisers. We got some Steve Weisers going on. <laughs> Stone Broken Skull IPAs. Uh. We don't. It's just some classic Pepsi. CM Punk. <laughs> some CM Punk you juice. Got some CM Punk juice. <laughs> <laughs> the hard stuff. There's something about a Pepsi like that. Yeah. It's just nice. Ice cold, refreshing. You can't Pepsi. be a nice cold Pepsi with a really cold night, can you? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> We've done the coffee and tea. It's yeah. now Pepsi time. Pepsi time. Thing is, this will keep me awake. Yeah. This will stop me from yawning. I don't know what the hell it is with me at the moment. Yeah, coffee don't work. Coffee's... No, I do, I've stopped drinking coffee. I've coffee. been drinking tea. All oh, right. Yeah. I haven't had any coffee for nearly two weeks. Bloody hell. Oh, just over two weeks. I've just been sticking with tea. They say that tea's got more caffeine. Yeah, yeah tea's in, got the caffeine. So I might just fuck the coffee right off. Yeah. And just stick with the... Uh, so with the tea. I mean, this is the first carbonated fizzy drink I've had in probably nearly three months. Three months. Yeah. Blimey. It's what happens when you're nearly type 2 diabetic. Oh, uh, yeah. Still got to look after myself. And this is actually a full-fat Pepsi Max. This is 40% sugar. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't get a hypo. <laughs> <laughs> get a fat flip off the top rope with a bad knee. Yeah, fine. Tell you what, my knee as well this time of year. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. It is bad. I know how Brett and Sean feel, when like when they did in 1997. <clears throat> my left knee is chronic. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. I just cannot fucking sort it out. Old age. 33. Yeah, it's old. I don't know. So, we were, we were just chatting a second ago about, you know, Sean's behaviour leading up to... So we're around the SummerSlam mark nearly, aren't we? 97? Yeah, so we're mid-97 yeah. going into the summer. Um, so we got Brett and The Undertaker versus... Uh, sorry, Brett versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Brett challenging for the championship with Shawn Michaels as the referee. And, uh, hmm. How do you feel about that? Um, Really random. Random, yeah, I agree. I didn't disagree with it though. What I didn't understand. So, still stay with '97. Uh huh. Summer Slam. But we just go back to back again, back doing your house. It's time. I keep referring to this is because this is when the feud started on screen properly. It was Brett and Sid for the championship. Sean was the commentator. Well, that's weird. I know, yeah. He was involved as a commentator and accidentally cost Brett the match. So moving on from there, WrestleMania. You had you had um The Undertaker and Sid. And then Sean was a ref for that. Um commentator for that match. Mm-hmm. It's like what what's going on? Why are you commentating all these like championship matches? And then Brent inter- interfered. And now we get to SummerSlam ninety seven. And now Sean's a special referee for Undertaker and Brett. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> Why well, is like Sean involved in all these championship matches but not yet wrestling in them? Mm. He's either a commentator or a referee. Weird. So, yeah, time I got to this, I found it really strange. Mm. Didn't understand it. Did not understand that. No. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It was probably looking back now is a good idea but it just didn't make no sense no no so during this time then after SummerSlam The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels feud begins when you have 17 Grand Zero which becomes a no contest that match doesn't it yeah and then we have the infamous Hell in a Cell Bad Blood in your house 18 yeah Um, but during this time Brett is the champion. Yeah. 
But the uh, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah, on the three occasions, so from him winning the championship at SummerSlam, the next pay per view is yeah. the main event, Sean and the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. So the World Championship isn't even even the main event. No. Bad Blood, he's in a tag team match, isn't he? Yeah. So the World Championship's not even being defended. <clears throat> no. So really, his fifth run wasn't his most, wasn't his best. No. Better than his fourth. Better than his fourth. <laughs> which only lasted like 24 hours. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you had one not only wasn't the main event again. No. The European Championship was worked. The circumstances of it being in the UK. Yeah, yeah, understandable. But still, still not a main event. No. So the only time Bret Hart ever main evented a pay per view without belt was the screw job. Survivor Series. <laughs> but we're not quite there yet. No. We're getting there. Um. So Brett and Sean have a conversation about, you know, Brett saying that he's willing to do business for the two of them. But Sean appreciated the, the comment, but he said he wouldn't be he wouldn't do business for Brett. Yeah. Brett goes to Vince, states this. So he says, right, okay, let's get Sean in the office. So the three of them get in the office, and Vince, Vince wants this meeting, and Vince doesn't even question it. No. So they get the three together, and then nothing's really said. So Brett is basically feeling, oh right, I've just been farted on. <laughs> you know this is where the relationship is very tense between the two yeah and um, I look at it and I think to myself the puzzle pieces <clears throat> are coming together with what is going to slowly happen at Survivor Series mm. did you have any inkling at all because of what because of Brett leaving for WCW what the screw job we talking not just a screw job let's maybe not call it that for a second let's just say unplanned circumstances no 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 but I think it was really talked about it wasn't really mentioned because right. it was only really mentioned that Brett was leaving WWE for WCW that night at Survivor Series yeah 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 so no none the wiser knew I had no dirt sheets back then no no dirt no dirt no. So we win it a no. Um, I'm just reading some of my notes here. So I'm just going to bring them up here a minute. So, yeah, Vince... far, as far as I knew, that um, Sean was going to drop the belt. So, yeah. So because because Brett has, Brett Brett has said that Sean hasn't got any respect for him. It's just constant disrespect. This is why this is one reason why Brett was not willing to put HBK over at Survivor Series. Yeah. And um but because ugh, there's so many freaking different stories to what really happened. But it just seems like the whole thing is all down to respect. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, Brett Brett wasn't willing to put Sean over because of his attitude towards him. And Brett wasn't willing to drop the championship belt to Sean, especially in Canada. Yeah. Hence why Brett wanted to put his own stipulation in. Yeah. And 
We all heard what Triple H has said. Fuck him. <clears throat> we'll do business for him. Yeah. I mean, this is even before the match has even happened. <laughs> do you think Triple H is the one who had the idea of the fuck him? Let's screw him over. Yeah. Him and Vince. I think Triple H, if, if Triple H has said this first and then maybe went to Vince. Yeah. But anyway, before this, Brett has suggested about dropping the belt the following night on Raw uh, in Ottawa, which is um, not in Canada. No. I don't think it is. No, it can't be, no. You know, even to Steve Austin. Um, but And then also as well, before the match, you know, Brett and Earl had an agreement, so Earl would look after Brett. You know, Earl swore on his kids that nothing would happen. And at the time, I don't think he, he, he was in the loop. I don't think Brett, I don't think Earl Hebner was put in the loop until right before right. the match started. He was pulled to a side and said, "No, this is what you're doing." Yeah. Because you see, so the match has started. You know, we're going through the match. It's not a bad match to start with. No. It's a bit of a brawl. It had so much potential to be a freaking amazing match. Yeah. Because the the crowd were hyped. The crowd was good. It was good. It was a really good crowd. Canadian crowd. crowd's great. Yeah, you know, um, but then we're getting to the point where the sharpshooter has been put in, put on Brett. You know, can't... and he even put the sharpshooter on him wrong. Yeah, because Brett is telling Sean how, how to, to do it. Yeah, how, yeah. No, you do it. No, you got to hook it like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way to do it. Oh, just yeah. And then... he loaded up his own shotgun there, didn't he? Yeah, but <laughs> dur- during the match as well. I know at the beginning of the match you see them fighting outside the ring a lot and you're seeing Vince McMahon, Sergeant Slaughter, Gerald Briscoe, Terry Taylor, Pat Patterson, uh, some other officials uh, and all the other referees. Mm. Do you think that was they were just playing a part in the match? Or do you think they're, they're out here because something's going to go down? Yeah, they knew it was going to go down. Because it seemed like... Look how quick they got Shawn Michaels out of that arena. You can lip read what Gerald Briscoe says to Shawn. You've done a very good job. Well done. Come on, we've got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Get him backstage. Yeah. Vince just, yeah, just went out there to take all the heat. And my Christ, I was, yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I was, I had heard about this the night after when I went to school. Yeah. Because my friends had stayed up and watched it. Or one of friend acquaintance someone I went to school with and said that what had happened at Survivor Series that followed, you know last night I'm thinking for fuck's sake you're like eight years old and you were able to stay up till four in the morning to watch that and then I get told at school what had happened because I'm still still slightly WCW yeah you were then until December until December but I was just I was still obviously following it and still watching what I could and then I'm obviously told that and I'm thinking shit the bed I need to get on and watch this. Yeah. I couldn't watch Montreal for another two weeks until it even happened. And I was re- I was really upset, actually. Yeah. I was upset. You had to wait. And then, obviously, you know, still only eight years old. And then I see Brett at Starcade. I'm thinking, oh, okay. Something <laughs> Here's doesn't... a game changer. This is going to do it. Yeah. But, anyway, <laughs> going back to the match itself, um, when Earl calls for the bell you know he's he's shaking his hand calling for the bell and you can 
see he swipes his arm down like fuck this shit I've got to get out of here you know <laughs> what a position to be put in yeah he was gone they reckon he's straight in the car out yeah but another thing I think as well I feel I feel for sure Michaels I know these two weren't getting along yeah but he was put in a very very difficult position he hated being put in that position and that night is it's probably one of the lowest points of Sean's career yeah to do that to someone and have to lie you know or he could have just put Brett over yeah and I think as well you you think of what Brett has done for Vince over 14 years of being with that company he had you know sacrificed family time huge amount of family time birthdays yeah you know school events you know family events leaving on Christmas Day for, for the following show yeah you know a lot you can see why the the man was extremely angry and extremely bitter over this incident and um you know he, he he sacrificed everything for Vince McMahon yeah and and then putting Sean in that position which to be fair just put a burden on his shoulders for a very long time yeah you know and it wasn't it was no good for Sean I still don't think the Canada crowd even likes him now what's that Canada they never still will like Sean. no because they're always going to have their own opinion on it um so with we're now you know Montreal's over so what's your overall thoughts on it? Well, the Montreal screw job. Yeah. I do feel bad for Brett. Yeah. Because of what he had given to Vince for all those years. And basically, you know, he just had a dog shit on all of it. Yeah. And wiped all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, it was, I'd say, I, I, I'm a sympathetic person within reason. This is why it's a good because we're so different on stuff like this. Yeah, and I we are, aren't we? Yeah, and I, I I feel for I feel bad for what he's been put through, and I feel bad that he's had to deal with someone like Sean throughout that whole year of being a prick. <laughs> he was. He was a prick, and he admits being a prick. Mm. But having to deal with that, going to work, having to deal with that, and then having to then deal find out from your boss that they he can't keep you employed anymore because because of the way his contract is you could have yeah. taken less money but these people people like you know these celebrities their lifestyle evolves around what they're getting money wise yeah so if they're taking a pay cut of 300 grand a year that's 300 grand a year where his wife can't go shopping for oh I don't know there's loads of different scenarios yeah but it's a shame that they couldn't have come to that agreement where Brett couldn't, didn't have to leave WWE. I just don't think they should have put the bat on him going into that event. They should, he, should, they, he should have lost it before. Mm. I don't know who to, but anyone than, than that. I'm just gutted that Brett... I'm gutted Brett left. And I'm gutted yeah. he was putting... I was, I'm gutted that he was put in that position where they couldn't afford to keep him. Yeah. And then how Vince was trying to encourage Brett to go to WCW to get his old offer back. Yeah. You know, it's it's a shitty situation. To put it bluntly, like, to me, with the screw job is, I think, 
I think Triple H did it perfect. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can totally see where you're coming from. I mean, it is a like Brett won. There's no guarantee he would turn up the next night. Mm. Like you think he had him and Sean had such a bad year, and he's on about putting Sean over possibly the next night as well. Yeah, or whoever. Yeah. Brett might have just been like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I ain't coming back." Then Vince's champion's gone. But do you think he would have done that? He had already offered to go back to all the following night. I think. I think Brett would have gone back. I think he would, yeah. But under the circumstances of how WWE at this time is getting their ass whooped, and their and their big star is off again, is going. I think they couldn't take the chance. Because my my worry is they built up a women's division. Mm. in 94, 95 they, they promoted it in Japan they did all this Alonda Blaze was just there and then bang, dropped the, dropped the belt in the bin yeah so Ric Flair done it right, left, come to WWE with the big gold could he take the chance with Brett? I, I think Brett would have turned up but if he didn't I could have ruined WWE over a pr- over a prop. Over a prop. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy to think that. But then you know, if you went to work and you say, "I'm not doing that. I'll do that. I'll do that next week." Your boss or whatever in most jobs to be like, "No, you're paid to do a job. You're doing this." Yeah. And if Brett got told like, you know, we're going to give you a heck of a lot of money, but you got to lose. It's a job. At the end of the day, it is a job, and Brett should have just been like, okay, I lose, I get a good payout, then I'm going to WCW, going to make millions. But. <laughs> he doesn't make his millions. <laughs> no. Goldberg. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Stu Hart would have had this stuff happen to him in his territory days mm-hmm. in Stampede Wrestling. Someone said that's Stu Hart. I'm not dropping the belt on your pay per view. I'll do it. I'll do it um, the next night. Stu Hart be like, no, you're you're dropping the belt. I pay your wages. Yeah, yeah. It's no different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It really is one of them. I am. Um... <laughs> but poor Brett in '97. No, I do feel for Brett in '97. Yeah. So he just had the worst year. Such a bad year. But the screw job, I feel like they were just all being a bit babyish. Own Triple H was just like, F it. Fuck it. It Literally, like he said, if he's not willing to do business, we're going to do it for him. Yeah. No, I do understand. Something else happens. Brett's gone. He's gone to WCW. Yep. Great decision. It's a shame. (laughs) I didn't want Brett. I never wanted Brett to go. But something happens to Sean. Royal Rumble 98. Oh dear. Yeah. He fucked his back right yeah. up. Bit of a problem. Bit, just a bit. Your two biggest stars of so the, you, uh, the last generation. You've completely lost two of the biggest. Yeah, two biggest. Done. Done. Gone. One in another company. Two's now on the shelf for the next four years. Four years. Even, yeah, like, yeah, four years plus. It was, one. not it? It was nearly 
Yeah, it's like four and a half, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah. They portrayed it as five or whatever. Um, and then you go on to... It's pointless talking about Brett's WCW career. If, if you want to know, look it up. It's, 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 it's pointless, just... I can't... I, I, I can see why Brett says he didn't have a good time there. It was like a balloon. You blow it up, it expands, it looks very big and beautiful. <laughs> some, you know, you've got like, it just goes bang very quickly. Yep. It's Bret Hart's WCW career. Mm-hmm. That was that. Thank you very much, Bill Goldberg, for ruining his career. Yeah. We ended it on a note. Just Aaron Bishop ruined his career. Oh, my Christ. Have you heard Bret Hart? Like, WCW, he's like, he come up with all these ideas to Eric Bischoff, like, let me work with Booker T, let me work with Chris Benoit, and they're like, no, no, they're, they're doing other things. You can work with, um, well, how about you go against Goldberg? Brett says, I don't want to wrestle him. I want to wrestle. Mm. Just, I want to wrestle talent. Let me help the youngsters. Yeah, Brett was really frustrated. Brett could have had, actually, some very good, you know, storylines happen in WCW. Work, he wanted to work a program in WCW with Rey Mysterio. Oh, see how amazing would that have been he wanted to work with Ray he wanted to work with Jericho he wanted to work with Eddie he wanted to work with the Cruiserweights yeah um, imagine imagine Owen Hart versus Rey Mysterio oh yeah that, that would have been, been so good wouldn't it but the, the, the names I mentioned them three names mm-hmm. you know how big all the world champions in WWE that just shows you Brett's level of spot and talent mm-hmm. so he went to WCW and you're thinking say names like Maybe work a program with Lex Luger or or DDP and all that, but he didn't. He's like, I want to work with Eddie, I want to work with Ray, I want to work with Benoit, I want to work with Jericho. He knew the talent. He even wanted to work with Booker T. Yeah. There's five guys he wanted to work programs with. Oh god, a Booker T. That would have been so good. Yeah. That'd I would have really... just took like um, Bret Hart and just Bret Hart and just Benoit. A long feud with them would just been would have been awesome we did we did get a um, Owen Hart match Owen Hart match in October of 99 yeah very good yeah but very very shortly after that Goldberg fucking kicks him in the head <laughs> son of a bitch yeah you know very very sad you know Brett's having a pretty a pretty tough time around here you know yeah Owen gets Owen you know dies over the edge 1999 yeah, and um, you know he has to retire. He has a stroke. He's got, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's having a really tough time. Vince calls him whilst he's in the hospital. So apparently, uh, Brett's phone in the hospital literally just plugged in, and then within a minute, the phone's ringing. <coughs> he's like, "How the hell's that phone ringing? Who's got my number?" And it's Vince McMahon. And he's basically telling him to stay strong and stay positive you know you're a fighter etc etc and apparently Brett cried like a baby yeah and I think that was the beginning of their healing process to move on to where they did the project 2005 for the DVD and then the Hall of Fame yeah you know but for Sean as well it's also time for him to let his back heal get his operation start a family get married he gets his second career. Yeah. We were lucky. We were lucky to get that back. His better career as well. He had a better run on his second time round. 
Just a shame he never had a decent title run. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been immense, wouldn't it? Just one, just one title run. The the one we got in two thousand two didn't quite live up to my expectations <clears throat> that was at rubbish. all. That was just rubbish. Yeah, but it was amazing for him to win it at Survivor Series. Yeah, what a moment for me and you. You know, oh god. Well, our last right, episode. The brown tights ruined that. The yeah. brown tights ruined it. That ruined the whole moment. <laughs> I was kind of rooting for Triple H in that one. Oh. When I saw the brown tights. Those brown tights. Those bastard brown tights. <laughs> but you know, during during the early two thousands, it's for Brett personally. He's going through a lot. Yeah. But they get he gets this Hall of Fame induction, which is a lovely, lovely thing for him. Very well deserved. You yeah. know, he's got he's on really good terms with Vince McMahon. I noticed in the Hall of Fame induction, Triple H sat at the front and he's looking sour as a fucking cucumber. Fucking rotten one in the fridge. Really? He doesn't look happy at all. Who oh did? I'm just thinking, well, yeah, you, you, maybe you should sit somewhere in the corner out of the way because Sean was sat well out of the way of Brett. Yeah, they weren't getting on still then. They were still they? weren't getting on. They still were not getting on. Um. <laughs> so anyway, 2010... We get a very, very, very cool moment. Yeah. That moment, Terry, is a moment that I would like to share with you. And I'd like to share with our audience on the TNS Wrestling Show <laughs> podcast a very surreal moment for me and you. So at this point, Brett is he's a Hall of Famer. Sean is about to retire. Do you know the backstory behind this? About the, what you're about to play I do but go on you tell the story so Bret Hart rang him up rang Vince up um, was all about doing making amends with Sean and all this yeah yeah and he didn't hear nothing back for months and months then randomly he just got a phone call out the blue it was like, like three four months afterwards and um, yeah they were like yeah if you can get down here for the 4th of January if you don't like it's not happening if you do then we'll, we'll go for it that's right because at the time brett was actually suing lloyds of england yeah, insurance yeah. company wasn't he and it's all going through the process where he's just got his money yeah and he starts performing and now they want to sue him back for the money he's got yeah you're gonna sue him crazy crazy stuff isn't it? and do you know what that makes so much more sense now why um that 26 match sucked. Get in now. He can't wrestle. Of course. Yeah, it makes sense. But this moment is one of my favourite moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Shall us? Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's um, make sure we got some volume first. Oh, Christ. Hold on. Every freaking time we try and do something technical, we're gonna get a random advert pop up now, aren't we? For like um, we... Calvin Klein underpants. Or something. <laughs> Bloody hope not. But we do always seem to have a bit of a technical issue. <laughs> I don't know what's it going. It wouldn't be right if we didn't. No. Okay. Here we go.
Well, I guess hell froze over. I know there's a lot of people out there that are wondering why I'm here tonight and why now. But you know, I've had a long time to think about things. It's been 12 years since I've been back in the WWE. And it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling. You know, for the last few years, I've tried so many times to find a way to come back. But every time I tried to come back, Vince McMahon would, would always decline and tell me not, that it wasn't possible. And the very first thing I want to do is I want to call back there and ask Shawn Michaels to come out here and see me face to face. I'll just call you Sean. I think I'd like to take this opportunity right now to bury the hatchet with you and call for a truce. First of all, Hitman, before you come out here and get your closure, there's something I've been waiting 12 years to say to you. The fact is, you deserved what happened 12 years ago in Montreal. You disrespected me, and you disrespected this business, and yes, I did have a hand in what Vince McMahon did that night. I rest my case. There's another part of me that knows that in the last 12 years, a lot of things have changed. Since Trump in 66. Since July. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brett, I always respected you. I just never felt you respected me.
And there were times I couldn't stand the sight of you. But you know something? When I think of Bret Hart, I don't think of Montreal. I think of Anaheim, California. I think of a 60-minute iron match. A 60-minute iron match that everybody said nobody would want to see. And they certainly wouldn't want to see it on pay-per-view. They said nobody could do it. Yeah, Bret the Hitman Hart and Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels went out there and they did do it. And they redefined everything that this industry ever stood for. When I think of Bret Hart, I think of the excellence of execution. You're not the only one, Brett, that's been carrying this around for 12 years. You're not the only one that's ready to move on. You're not the only one that wants to bury the hatchet. I guess all I have to say is, are you sure? And are you ready? Well, let's be real honest. You weren't the easiest guy in the world to love either back then. And you're a guy that certainly had his issues. But you're right. My career, your career, shouldn't always be tagged by what happened at Survivor Series. I had a great career, you've had a great career, we both accomplished so many things. I think it's a good, as good a time as any right here and now for you and me to take this opportunity in front of all these fans right here in Dayton and all around the world. Look each other in the eye and take this moment and say that we can be friends. So I offer my hand to you in friendship. Right here in front of everybody Right from the heart, right from the bottom of my heart, I call for a truce, and I call for you to shake my hand, and if you want to bury the hatchet, let's bury it right now. Well, there we go. Apologies for the audio quality there. It's not very good. I'm not sure what's going on there. And the frickin' advert that kicked in halfway through that. Our sincere apologies. Hey, this is the TNS Wrestling Show. <laughs> There's got to be a technical difficulty somewhere in the episode. Um, th This was one of my favourite moments. I, they're, they're now hugging. Yeah. You finished it off. But the... Um, it's the, the the rivalry, the personal rivalry. Fourth of January two thousand ten. It's finally over. Over, yeah. And um, I I remember watching that live. Mm. 
I was um, I had to be I had to be up at like five in the morning. I literally had like an hour's sleep, maybe an hour and a half, but I knew I couldn't miss that. Have you watched it? I had to watch it. Um, yeah, no, I I, I didn't watch it live, but I do remember it. No, I I watched it live because Dad and Danny just got up for work. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell are you doing, Dan? I was like, I'm watching some wrestling. And I had to watch that. It's hard to think when you see that three months later, Shawn Michaels retired. Yeah. It's even more weird to think that when you look at them two in the ring, the only one that was going to win gold that year was going to be Bret Hart. I know. <laughs> Who may, And looking at them in the ring then, the only one of them two was, it was going to be Bret Hart was going to main event at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. Weird one, isn't it? Um, but the fact that the the rivalry is over, and um, you know, a year la- a year later from then, Sean's now Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's there. They're both there. And you know, I think um, everyone's now at peace. After quite twenty years or more, and a, and a twelve-year bitter, the bitterness, and yeah. the bitter burden, and the shit that they both went through personally. So they're both in the Hall of Fame, two two-time Hall of Famers. Yeah, in their groups, well, tag team and DX. Um. So yeah, they definitely achieved, but. I didn't know it went down like that. I never. I can't remember Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels telling Bret, "You deserved everything you got." It was more of a. Well, well that, he, that's exactly what he said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I. I didn't know he. I didn't know he was that blunt. You deserved what happened in Montreal. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, I. I didn't know that was. I think it was more of a, this bit of a shoot, you know. Yeah. But um the. Bret Hart, they say he looks like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. The 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 thing is though, that video that we had watched was um, there were parts that were actually cut out of that one. Yeah. It drags on for a good fifteen minutes. Does it? Yeah, I think it does. So, and we wouldn't have been able to get that all fitted in to um, this show really. With, I think we would have been could have done a five parter. Could have done a five parter. Yeah, you literally could. If like. If we literally went through everything with them, talked about all the title wins and all yeah. that, we'd be here all night. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's why we're kind of doing what we do. It was... um. So, the rivalry's now over. This That was done in 2010. They finally buried the hatchet. They yeah. must have felt fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, to, to now carry on with life and in 2022... They're good friends, you know. They keep they keep in contact. Ring each other on their birthdays. Yeah, it, what a lovely thing! It's like two old boys, just you know. They literally are. It's 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 really nice. Yeah, and um, isn't it a shame like their kids ain't going into wrestling? I don't think Sean wanted his children to be into the wrestling business. No, no. I think um, his oldest, his his son, who's the oldest, is like doing graphic design. Or something. Such a shame. Yeah. Um, and all of Brett's children, I don't, I don't know what they do. 
I know he's got grandchildren though now, yeah, hasn't he? Brett has, Brett has, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got a few, I think. And then in, in the last couple of years as well, he's had prostate cancer. Yeah. Which I think he's, he's dealt with well. Um, he did one appearance on the uh, AEW Double or Nothing in 2019. Yeah. And, and uh, introduced the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and he was referring to World Championship Wrestling. I think he got his lines mixed up. <laughs> but, he, hey. Isn't that when he fell off the stage? On the way back? I don't know. Yeah, I think he fell, I know, f- fell up the stage. Fell off the stage or something. Oh, Jesus. On AEW, yeah. Well, um, yeah, so he's done a few little appearances, but he's, and he's done a few little WWE appearances, but have been quite, he's had a quiet 12 years. Yeah. You know, he needs to, he needs to look after himself. Yeah. He's a 65 year old man now. He's gone through so much stroke, cancer, just. Yeah. Um, but when I said to you, um, I said to you the other day, because I was thinking about it with Brett and Sean, and every error they've been a part of in WWE they've always won gold every single era yeah um Sean's won gold in the golden era the new generation the attitude ruthless aggression and PG all them eras he's won gold and same as Brett yeah but obviously he weren't in the ruthless aggression but they've always won gold so the next says a lot it says everything (laughs) but there's something else time to get our what if hat on oh okay so my question to you Terry Johnson what if Brett didn't leave the WWF and we had Brett in the Attitude Era like 98 all the way to 2002 how would you have seen him booked um I think he would have so he would have been heel still heel so he would have probably have left Survivor Series as champion yeah um I just feel like he would have done a I reckon he would have dropped the title to Stone Cold I go with him and Bretton Austin at 14 because wouldn't that just be a, that year story of like from 13 to 14 let's be honest Sean and Austin never really had like no one really cared. It was amazing, but who cared? But I think people would have rather had Brett and Austin. Mm-hmm. So I would have done Brett and Austin at 14. And then I would have took Brett Hart away from the title picture. So he was getting, I think he was like 41 at his time. So Brett was 40 in 97. So yeah, maybe 40, 41. So I feel like he could have helped them, just gone down. Mm-hmm. In 98 and work with the youngsters. And I think he would have done good, I reckon. You just think... I think he would have worked a lot with, like, the likes of The Rock in 98. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he would have just been portrayed as that. Yeah. I don't think he... He might have won the world... I don't think he would have never won the world title again. Okay. After 98. But I feel like he would have made a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have worked like a lot with like Edge. I think he would have liked the the whole Edge and Christian Canadian guys and yeah. Test. I think he would have worked well with Test. 
Okay, interesting, yeah. Um, Tess is Canadian, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he would have worked with his Canadian. I like your theory, very good. Or we instead of or Brett and Owen just winning tag titles. That's where I was going to come in. Just have a good run. Because I want, my view, my view, if Brett had never left, I think we may have still... If let, let, Let's just go with the theory. Brett never left. Sean never hurt his back, okay? Yeah. So we're going into the Attitude Era with both these guys. Um, but with Brett, I would have liked to have seen more, maybe a little bit more Sean and Brett. Oh yeah, definitely. Just a little bit more. Didn't have to be too much, but again, Brett. I would love to see Brett and Steve, Sean and Steve. I'm going to use. Okay, so I'm going to use Brett and Sean, and I'm just going to use, just use them two together, not as a tag team, but with the same opponents, who I would like them to have worked with. So Steve Austin, The Rock, Ken Shamrock as well, because mm. I think at that time he had the potential. Yeah. Um. Undertaker and Kane, not really sure about those two. But that, let's say that's 98. Going into 99, again, maybe we're still pl- going around the Stephen, the Rock thing. Um, Triple H, imagine Brett and Triple H, a bit more of that. Yeah. The game Triple H as well. Going into 99 and 2000 as well. <clears throat> the likes of Jericho. That's when, they, that's when that would be a frame for Bret Hart mm. and Sean. That. 2000 era attitude era that would have been their time frame yeah because that's when WWE started getting the wrestlers back yeah yeah not the porn stars the vampires they were getting wrestlers yeah 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 100% imagine imagine then two in the year 2000 Wrestlemania 16 you know where do you start where do you even start with that year yeah so there's one more wrestler that I have to mention his name. I know who it is. Kurt Angle. I know. Kurt Angle and them two. Yeah. Immense. Just immense. We got Angle and Michaels at 21. We did. And that that was awesome. That was so fucking good, wasn't it? But, but to get Bret Hart and Kurt Angle, just... Can you imagine, like... Say Bret Hart goes away in 99. Mm. Goes away for four or five months. And then Kurt Angle's like, no one beats Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we got Bret Hart rock up at the Royal Rumble. Just, you know, you, we got Taz, didn't we? And he didn't technically beat Angle. We choked him out. Yeah, yeah. Angle comes out of WrestleMania, so I still have never been pinned. Bret Hart returns. Oh, yeah. At WrestleMania 2000, you got Bret Hart and Kurt Angle. Oh, that would be good. Just imagine Bret Hart coming out to that WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000 set. Yeah, awesome set. Imagine WrestleMania 17. Imagine Shawn Michaels coming out to both of them as well. Yeah. Not WrestleMania 15, just forget that one. <laughs> no. See, that, I, I don't know what I would have done Bret Hart. Yeah. You would have Kurt Angle, Benoit. It's loads you would have worked with. I think WrestleMania 17, this is Danny's theory, Bret Hart and Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 17. Yeah. That was his own theory. Because as you all probably know, WrestleMania 17 is my favorite, one of my favorite, well, it is my favorite WrestleMania of all time. 
Yeah. And me and Danny have had so many occasions where we've come out with conspiracy theories on how we can maybe redo WrestleMania 17 in a different way. Um, That's not a, a 18Z... 18Z at Toronto. Is that the Rock and Hogan, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, okay, so that was the blow-off after the invasion. So, 17. 17, what would I have done with Bret Hart in 17? It's hard because there's not much of that card that would change. Yeah, I know. I do understand. Rock and Austin was just... You couldn't touch that. Triple H and Taker was good. Can't touch it, mate. So... Can't touch it. So what was... <laughs> where is... What was Kurt Angle doing? Kurt Angle and Benoit. Jericho? Regal. Jericho with Regal. CMC, Regal. You can't Jericho. touch it, can you? You can't touch it. What was Eddie Guerrero doing? Test. European Championship. Ah, no, I might have found a mark here. Okay. <laughs> right, tell Tessie stay at home that night. Right. Give us Brett and Eddie. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. I would have gone for that. It's hard. Yeah. I would have gone for Brett and Eddie. I would have liked to have seen... Brett Hart could have won the European title. Yeah. And put some prestige back to that belt. Yeah. Another thing as well. We could have seen some Shawn Michaels and The Rock. Yeah. Now that is something everyone's always wanted to see. Yeah. It's just one of them things, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to see that. So, Terry, before we end this show, this has been episode nine of the TNS Wrestling Show, and I have loved talking to you about our two favourites of all time. Yeah. But the question is now, Terry, (laughs) which one... Which one is really the excellence of execution? And which one is really the showstopper? I think the showstopper is uh, Goldberg, isn't it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you had to pick, if you had to pick one, who would it be and why? So are we saying who is the better? The question is... Entertainer or the the better wrestler? The question is who is the better man? Put everything into perspective here. The character, the performer, the person, the matches, everything. Do you know, everything. That's a real hard question. I know it is. Because <laughs> when you think of Shawn Michaels, you think of Hell in a Cell. You think of Elimination Chamber. Bret Hart wasn't around in this. Well, he was, but he never competed in these matches. Mm. Yeah, I'm just... I'm going to give you your answer. You can't do it. It's hard. It's... If I'm thinking... Because Shawn Michaels had a... He was a main eventer a lot longer in the WWE than Brett. Mm -hmm. If I'm going off the new gen stuff, Brett. Okay. Was better than Shawn. Okay. I love this, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I just answered the question. So, for new gen... You're going for Brett. Because I can't... Yeah, Brett Hart, was, that was it. After New Gen, really, he was done, wasn't he? Yeah. Did, what, a month in the Attitude Era? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd probably have to go for Brett. Okay. Because when I think of when I think of rivalries in WWE, I think of Brett and Austin. I think of Brett and Owen. I think of Brett and even Jared King Lawler. Yeah, Brett and Sean, you know. Brett and Sean. When I think of Sean... Or... He had all these good... Oh, mate. I, 
It's <laughs> so hard, isn't it? Because Sean, when I think of Sean's rivalries, I think of Triple H, I think of The Undertaker, I think of all these. But Brett was like, he was retired by this point. But overall, I don't know. New gen, Brett was better than Sean. Overall, don't know. I, prefer, I like the X. I don't know. I can't answer it. I I have pizza been... or burgers. You know, I like both. <laughs> I have tried to come up with my own answer for two weeks. Can't do it. But how you've just stated it, how new gen, you would choose Brett. Yeah. I get that. Because I would agree. But I can't... When I think of Sean's PG era, or whatever, that... It's not I can't bad. compete that with Brett Hart's, because Brett Hart didn't have one. No. I I can't answer it. And I knew you couldn't. There was just no way because they're both our favourite, and we we've been following them from day dot. Yeah, all, all all I can do is go off of when they're both in their prime. Yeah, and that was in the new gen era. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I understand. I do understand. Brett was probably above Sean, mm. but Sean was just yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I'd be more leaning to Brett, but he was boring. At the same time, you know, Brett was just... Brett was so good. But he was a bit dull. He was an amazing wrestler. Yeah. He's a very, very good performer. But... His character and Mike skills baby weren't... Babyface Brett was boring. Mm. Hill Brett was epic. So my favourite Brett Hart is, is Hill Brett from 97. Yeah. My favourite. Definitely. Yeah. The, he, that was the first... You know how Roman Reigns is now? People like him more now because mm. he's a heel. That's the same with Brett. Yeah, I totally agree. Brett as a heel was awesome. Yeah. So, what are you, on the fence? I'm the same as you. I can't move. I'm stuck right on the fence. Yeah. We are, we're, we're both at the same place and I knew we would be because I knew we feel exactly the same about these two. And you're never going to get this with any other two wrestlers. They they go down as the, one of the greatest rivalries. Mm. But yet, the rivalry on the screen wasn't really that long. But they're known for the greatest rivalry from behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, you don't you wouldn't get that in today's wrestling. It'd be nipped in the bud, like, packing in you two, done. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that to Brett and Sean. Because they're so bloody good and you're too scared to lose them. The only time we've had a little bit of a long rivalry is John Cena and Randy Orton. But Yeah. It's not too bad. But with um with Brett and Sean, it's just something special. Especially for me and you, because they're our favourites. And we I would like to say we, we were watching them whilst they were in their ultimate prime. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you one last question before we end this brilliant episode. Who had the best entrance music? <laughs> oh, God, no. um, probably Sean. You go for Sean. It's just that, yeah, probably Sean. Okay. I don't get because uh, they charted in me. Yeah, I, I get that. So I was a Sean fan over Brett back when I was a kid. I I loved I loved the Sean at Michael's entrance music, but I'm gonna go for Brett. Yeah, it's just got that, and just don't. Uh, I tie as I'm on the fence. 
we won't, well, that's another that's another topic for another episode. Yeah, we'll talk about wrestling attires one day. So, um, before we end this, yeah, it's been a fucking pleasure to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. We could even probably go over this again one day, yeah. just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. But next week we are talking about the exact twentieth anniversary of Armageddon two thousand and two. Yeah. And we are discussing this next Thursday, the sixteenth of December, where um. The exact anniversary. The exact date. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to so it. I'm going to have to go home, watch it. Yeah. Rank it. Indeed. So, guys, thank you very, very much for listening to the TNS Wrestling Show episode, episode, episode nine. Nine, yeah. <laughs> episode nine. We're a week late to the party, but we are there now, and we're very, very happy that we've covered this very special topic for me and Terry um, but yeah listen to us next week on um, Armageddon 2002 <laughs> it's going to be a good one we shall hear and see you then